It's week five already of the WPIAL football season. Final day of September is upon us, and a lot of big games, a lot of big scenarios around the WPIAL starting to take shape. Hi, everybody. This is Brandon Rossi from Pittsburgh Sports Now for this week five preview edition of the Whippeal Whip Around. Thank you so much for joining me on this Friday afternoon or evening, depending on when you listen to this. We recapped everything that happened around week four on Tuesday and what's remaining for our preview editions we'll take a look at as well. That being top five teams of the week and our games of the week, of course. So let's jump into our top five for each classification. Firstly, starting in class 1A, uh, no teams fall out of the top five. But um, I do have a small shakeup in the top of Class 1A. Fifth place team is Union. Fourth place is Olsh. Third place is Laurel. My two and one teams have switched. I now have Bishop Canavan as the two and Southside as the one. And I'm sure that there's not going to be very many happy Bishop Canavan fans um, about this ranking. But... Um, the defense of Southside Beaver has been the difference. Um, yes, Bishop Canavan has had a bit of a tougher road, um, losing to Skilton High Spire, and yes, they're coming off of a 56 nothing thumping of Avella, but Southside, the defense has only given up four touchdowns all in five games, and that defense has been very, very strong. And I really like what Southside has uh, brought to the table here in the start of the season. Class 2A, a little bit of a shakeup, mainly at the number three position. Um, Beaver Falls has re-entered the top five after defeating Nishanik on Friday, 22 to nothing. Other than that, the remainder of 2A stays the same. Five is Wash High, four is Nishanik. Two is Still Rocks. One is Steel Valley. Only team that drops out is Sarah Catholic. Class 3A, uh, top four teams remain somewhat the same. The only difference, Freeport jumps from five to four. Three is is Elizabeth Ford. Two is Avonworth. One is Bell Vernon. I have West Mifflin jumping into the top five of Class 3A due to its win in overtime over the Beaver Bobcats. And for now, at least, the Titans stay claim to a top spot in Class 3A. No changes in Class 4A, McKeesport 1, Aliquippa 2, Central Valley 3, West A 4, and Armstrong 5. And then finally, Class 5A, or I should say, before we get to 5A, because there's a lot to talk about, 6A also remains the same. NA is 1. I still have Central Catholic at 2. And Cannon McMillan remains in the three spot. Class 5A, a whole lot of moving around. Um, There's a new team in the Class 5A Top 5. I think you can guess who that is. But the question is, where are they placed? They're number two in Class 5A. That being the Hemfield Spartans. They jumped all the way from not even being ranked all the way to the number two position in Class 5A, according to my rankings. Um, elsewhere, Gateway is five after, yeah, they beat Plum, but got a scare at the end. 
Four is Bethel Park. Three is Penn Trafford, who lost to Hempfield, who's my number two. My new number one is Upper St. Clair. Um, I think the Panthers solidified themselves as a force to be reckoned with in Class 5A with that 17-10 win over Peters Township and that defense holding a high-powered Indian uh, offense to just over 130 yards. That's something worth noting for sure. Now looking at our WPIAL Teams of the Week, um, my Class 1A Team of the Week, Southside Beaver. They were out of the conference and uh, throttled Quaker Valley 55-6. to And again, I mentioned that Southside has had the strong defense. That's been the main thing that I've wanted to focus on when it comes to Southside Beaver. But when you look at the rest of things, um, pretty balanced offense. You have Brody Almashi leading the way. He has 454 yards passing, seven touchdowns, one interception, and has also ran for 276. Um, scoring seven touchdowns of his own uh, on the ground. Parker Statler um, has seven touchdowns as well. He's the favorite target of Almashi, seven catches, 153. And uh, offensively, you have four backs rushing for over 100 yards through the first five games of the season for Southside. Leading rusher Ryan Navarra at five touchdowns, 55 carries, 382. And all four of those runners that are over 100 yards, averaging over six yards a carry. Um, so Southside, it's, it's common to have a two-headed monster, rare to have a three-headed horse, and then when you have four backs um, consistently contributing, that's something to be uh, to take notice of. And Southside, they have a game tomorrow at Summit Academy, which on paper they should take care of. But um, as of now, Southside is my 1A team of the week. Class 2A is Beaver Falls. Um, I, I, I mentioned that... Beaver Falls, they were they were a favorite amongst many people around the 2A classification. Um, I think that's been usurped by Steel Valley. But Beaver Falls, ever since losing to Beaver, has only given up one touchdown and have outscored opponents 114-6, to those six points coming to knock back in Week 2. Um, yes, they shut out New Brighton 48-0, but... When you hold the one of the top offenses in Class 2A, Nishanik, off the score sheet, um, you got to take notice of that. And Jaron Brickner offensively rushed for over 100, threw for 150-plus. Um, Beaver falls right back uh, in the conversation as some of the top teams in Class 2A alongside your Steel Valleys and your Stowe Roxes. Class 3A Team of the Week. Um, after the overtime win over Beaver is West Mifflin. The Titans got off to a rough start. There's no doubt about that. But when you look at the competition that West Mifflin faced, they faced a McKeesport team that's my top team in Class 4A. They lost, and they got shut out 40 to nothing. Lost to Elizabeth Ford by 36. EF is my number three team in Class 3A. And losing to Thomas Jefferson 38 nothing. TJ is not what it was, but it's still TJ, and they're always going to be around. 
Um, and then the Titans got back on track against Ringgold and then got that statement win against the Beaver Bobcats in overtime, 31-24. Daron White ran wild for the Titans, and West Mifflin is your team of the week. Class 4A team of the week, well, there was – I had a bit of trouble – deciphering who the team of the week was going to be. And ultimately, I went with whichever team jumped up the most in my rankings, even though they're not in my top five in Class 4A. Uh, It's the Mars Planets. Mars, after last year's disappointing season, has already doubled its win total. It's 4-1 on the season. Yes, they beat up on a moon team that um, has only scored 18 points in five games, but Mars, uh, they're solidifying themselves as a top contender uh, in that Greater Allegheny Conference, and we'll be talking about that later on in the show. Um, I really like what Mars has offensively. They're young. They have, um, obviously, Eric Kasparovich at quarterback, but also uh, a plethora of seniors around them that are going to contribute and have Mars out to a strong start to begin the season. Class 5A team of the week is Hempfield. I think there's not really much of a doubt about this one. Um, They have one of the – they are the surprise team of the WPIL this season. Um, Does the drop help? Well, you can make that argument. But but I would say Hempfield would still have the same success if it were in 6A. And I'm not kidding. Um, now the offense has lived and breathed through Jake Phillips, who's thrown for 1100 yards through the start of the season, which in the WPIAL, um, that is tied for fourth in the WPIAL, which he's, um, also tied with Caden Olson of Armstrong and Hemfield and Jake Phillips is the second leading passer in Class 5A, but he's got some help around him. Um, Running the ball, he's got Geno Caesar, 484 yards, 11 touchdowns scored, and receiving-wise, Ian Tufts is emerging as a top receiver with 18 catches, 433 yards, Um, and Hemfield with the big win, the statement win over Penn Trafford. Going to need a lot more of that tonight. Um, in another game that we will be talking about in depth later on. Class 6A team of the week is North Allegheny. Yes, they did not change in terms of um, in terms of the rankings. They remain as the top team in Class 6A. Um, but winning a matchup between one versus two and in defensively, had a pretty strong performance holding Central Catholic out of the end zone and did just enough offensively to squeak by the Vikings. Uh, Andrew Gavley rushing for over 100 yards in the win over PCC. And the Tigers are the only unbeaten team remaining in Class 6A at a 5-0 record, averaging 33 points a game, giving up 10 on average. And the Tigers... Well, they have a big rivalry game later on tonight against Pine Richland, which isn't our non-conference game in the week, but you got to think 
with the way that NA has been rolling right now, you got to like their chances going up against uh, their arch nemesis being Pine Richland. All right, now it's time to look at our class 1A games of the week for week five around the WPIAL. Once again, we'll look at each conference and pick one game um, that to highlight in each conference. There is one non-conference game that I want to hit on, and we'll get that out of the way first. Um, it's a 5A non-conference game. This features Bethel Park and Penn Hills. Um, Bethel Park coming off of a 36-7 win over Baldwin. And Bethel Park, not a lot of people were giving them a chance coming into the season, but I have Bethel Park in the top five in Class 5A. Um, did have some offensive lapses in the first half, were held scoreless through the first half against Baldwin, but then all of the 43 points coming um, in the second half, Bethel Park responsible for 36 of them. And Penn Hills coming off of that disappointing defeat to North Hills, 27-26, held the lead, and then just squandered it late, and Penn Hills falls to North Hills, um, between these two teams, I like Bethel Park in this one. Um, there is a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, but I think Bethel Park is going to come away with the win in this one. Class 1A games of the week. First of all, let's look at the Tri-County South and a matchup between two of the more impressive teams to start the Tri-County South. Um, takes place in Cole Center, PA. It's Mapletown, undefeated for the first time since the 1960s, taking on the California Trojans. Mapletown 5-0 coming off of the 42-0 defeat of Carmichael's, California, losing to Manesson 28-20 in what was for sure um, a bit of a shocker considering that California, through the first four weeks of the season, had scored no fewer than 44 points in a game. And the Trojans just could not solve the puzzle that was Manesson um, in the second Tri-County South game of the season for California. Well, in this one, it's Landon Stevenson um, leading the way for Mapletown and California. They're, they They have... Three top rushers, Jake Lahue, Spencer Petrucci, and Zach Gilletti, all rushing for over 300 yards. Lahue leads the bunch at 455, and he's also the quarterback for the team. And uh, who's going to win this one? Uh, this is going to be tough. Um, Mapletown, yes, they're 5-0, and and yes, they beat Carmichael's, which was your statement win, I would say, in the Tri-County South. But something tells me that California – is going to sneak away with the win against Landon Stevenson and the Mapletown Naples. I'm picking California in a tight one. Eastern Conference, we have Clareton traveling to GCC, Greensburg Central Catholic, for a matchup between uh, the Bears, who are 2-3 and three and are back on track, winning the last two games, including the 20-13 win over Leechburg. GCC uh, demolishing Springdale 69-6. to and the Centurions are 3-2. and two. Clareton's not what it was, much like Thomas Jefferson, but it's still Clareton. And Greensburg Central Catholic, um, they're looking to get back to prominence that they were in the late 2000s. Um, and and uh, a win here would 
definitely solidified GCC as uh, a step in the right direction, getting back to where they were uh, about 15 or so years ago. But Clareton is still Clareton, and I'm picking the Bears in another close game. Um, I would not be surprised at all if GCC comes away with the win, but as of right now, I have Clareton coming away with the win. Black Hills Conference Game of the Week. It's Bishop Canavan traveling to Fort Cherry to take on the Rangers. Um, Bishop Canavan 4-1 and one on the season, coming off of the 56-0 conference win over Avella, which, again, is expected. Avella has only scored one touchdown in five games. Uh, Fort Cherry losing to Our Lady of the Sacred Heart last week, 40-24. to And uh, when you look at this, Olsh is, they're a top team in Class 1A, but I think they're just a step below Bishop Canavan. And if Fort Cherry couldn't beat Our Lady of the Sacred Heart, um, I would expect Bishop Canavan to get the win in this one. But um, they're gonna, Fort Cherry's going to need another big performance from Matt Sig. Um, he rushed for over 200 yards against Our Lady of the Sacred Heart. And again, he he's going to be someone that, um, to watch out for in that freshman class around the WPIL, that class of this would be 2026, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, yeah, I like I said, I think Bishop Canavan picks up the win, um, but Fort Cherry's going to put up a fight. And our Big 7 game of the week and overall game of the week, um, again, is Laurel. They're in the game of the week once again. They're hosting... Rochester and a pair of three and one teams. Rochester defeating Shenango 22 8. Laurel winning in overtime last week against Union 28 22. Laurel dropping down from Class 2A and haven't really missed a beat minus the seven point defeat to Nishanik. Um Rochester only lost a tough one and a close one to Our Lady of the Sacred Heart. Um, ever since then, Rochester. Minus last week, they they it, it's it, it was close. It was a fairly close game for Rochester, um, but they did ultimately take care of business against Shenango. Uh, this game, another coin toss, but um, I have to go with Laurel in this one. Laurel, I think, is on a roll. They have all the momentum after Landon Smith's big performance against Mohawk, and then. The overtime win against Union, who's going to be another contender in the Big 7 Conference. And Laurel, I think, comes away with the win. And if they weren't on the map before, they will be after tonight if they get the win. Now to Class 2A. Our game of the week overall comes from the Midwestern Conference. It's the Beaver Falls Tigers, 4-1 and on the season after the signature win of the season against Nishanik. They're hosting Riverside. Uh, who is a quiet three and one to start the season? Not a lot of teams or not a lot of people talking about Riverside. And through the first three weeks, or after the first game of the season, losing to Southside seven to six, beat Shenango by twenty one, and then won a pair of close ones against Mohawk and against Freedom. Now Mohawk is middle to bottom tier, I would say, of the Midwestern Conference. And Freedom right now, kind of in that same category. I put them a, a tier above Mohawk. Um, but Beaver Falls right now, I think, 
Again, the momentum is on the Tigers' side, and Beaver Falls will pick up the win at home against Riverside. Our Century Conference Game of the Week pits the two 2-0 teams against one another. Still Rocks travels to McGuffey. Still Rocks is 2-2. McGuffey is 4-1. But when you look at the comparison, Still Rocks has played um, a tougher schedule, mainly at a conference. You take Steel Valley down to the wire, the number one team in Class 2A, and also take Avonworth, who's my number two team in the WPIL 3A classification, down to just three points. Um, that's going to that's gonna turn some heads. And McGuffey, when you look at the schedule, their most imp- who's, who's probably their most impressive win? I would say Southmoreland in Week 0, but... Southmoreland, yeah, they would probably beat Charleroi. And uh, Keystone Oaks, maybe, maybe not. I, I, it, It's hard to tell there. But um, between these two teams, I think Stowrocks wins, and I think Stowrocks wins big. Um, simple reason, defense. They forced a lot of turnovers and have scored a lot of defensive and special teams touchdowns. Um, if they can get to McGuffey and force turnovers, it's pretty much game over. Our Allegheny Conference game of the week, the Burrow Bucks at 4-1 and one on the season, coming off of a 42-6 win over Yawk, takes on Amani Christian, um, who is 2-3, have lost the last two games to Steel Valley and Sarah Catholic by a combined score of 103-18. Another tough one. I think Amani has a better chance now of getting back on track than it did against Sarah Catholic. Um, Burl, another team that's quietly 4-1, and one, only lost to Sarah Catholic by 18. Um, yeah, they beat a lot of the teams in the AK Valley. Closest win was against Valley, 30-27. to 27. Uh, But Valley is 1-4, and four, and the only win coming against Uniontown Deer Lakes two and three, and yeah, Burrow beat Yawk forty-two six for their first Allegheny Conference win. Um, so really, between those two teams, I think Amani Christian has played a tougher schedule, but I'm picking Burrow in overtime. Yes, I think this game goes to overtime, and I think Burrow picks up the win and moves to five and one in the season, securing. Um, at least a non-losing season for the Bucks, um, at least in the regular season, assuming that Burl gets into the playoffs. Now to our Class 3A Games of the Week. Our overall Game of the Week comes from the Western Hills Conference. It's our Team of the Week, West Mifflin, at 2-3, and three, hosting Avonworth. And this is going to be a tough test for West Mifflin to stay afloat in the top five in Class 3A. Yes, West Mifflin does have momentum. Avonworth, though, has won the last three games um, by a combined score of 116-24. to And 18 of those 24 points were given up to Stow Rocks, who is my number two team in Class 2A. Avonworth's only loss coming to Central Valley, 37-22 in a game that wasn't as close as the score predicted, but Central Valley is a machine. Um, 
between these two, I would say Avonworth has a significant edge over West Mifflin. If the Titans can keep it close, I would say that's a that's a step in the right direction. Yes, West Mifflin's coming off the win against Beaver, but I don't think Beaver is the same caliber as Avonworth, and I think the Antelopes get the win on the road. Interstate Conference Game of the Week, it pits a pair of three and two teams together. Mount Pleasant hosting Greensburg-Salem as the Interstate Conference play begins tonight. Greensburg-Salem and Mount Pleasant coming off of some losses. Mount Pleasant losing 24-6 to Freeport. Salem losing 42-21 to East Allegheny. Matter of fact, uh, both of these teams lost last week and in week zero and won in in weeks one, two, and three. Um, Another intriguing matchup between these two. I think Mount Pleasant has more offensive firepower. Uh, Robbie Labuda is one of the most versatile athletes in the WPIAL this season. And Mount Pleasant's, well, when you look at Labuda, he's rushed for 879 yards, scored 12 touchdowns, and has kicked 19 PATs. He's got 91 points on the season. Let's look at his stat line, shall we? Um, He has rushed for over 100 yards in every game thus far. His season high came in week one in the win over Yawk. He rushed for 243 yards, not to mention he's the second leading receiver. Seven catches, 162, only behind Tyler Reese. Um, Now, Greensburg-Salem does have a dual threat, Cody Rubrecht, um, at quarterback, moving from receiver to quarterback. And um, I think Mount Pleasant, though, has the edge, and I think the Vikings get the win uh, in a battle between two of the better athletes in the Interstate Conference, that being Rubrecht from Greensburg-Salem and Labuda from Mount Pleasant. Allegheny Six Conference, we have Shadyside Academy, who's 1-3, coming off of its first win of the season against South Allegheny. It hosts Freeport, um, who is 4-1, coming off of a 24-6 win over the aforementioned Mount Pleasant Vikings. Um, Shadyside Academy, don't let the record fool you. We mentioned North Hills last week being the best winless team in the WPIAL, and then North Hills got the win. Well, Shadyside Academy, I think, is the best 1-3 team in the WPIAL. And uh, the the only real bad loss, I would say, isn't Elizabeth Forward, um, where they lost by the biggest amount, 21 points. The worst loss comes to Indiana, where they lost 23-22, and also lost by 11 to North Catholic. And North Catholic's pretty darn good, too, out of the Class 4A Greater Allegheny. Um Shadyside Academy, its first win against South Allegheny. Freeport, though, um, they've been pretty consistent. I'd say they're one of the most consistent teams in the WPIAL, and I think Freeport takes care of business at Shadyside Academy. So Class 3A, I mean, collectively, I would say not the most intriguing games, but there's a reason why they play the games on the field and not on a podcast. Class 4A, now we move into the Parkway Conference. Our game of the week features the undefeated Central Valley Warriors hosting the Blackhawk Cougars, 
who are three and two to start the season. Um, there are three teams that are two and zero in conference play in the Parkway Conference: Central Valley, Aliquippa, and Blackhawk. Um, now, keep in mind though, Blackhawk's wins in conference play came against Ambridge, thirty-one fourteen, and last week defeated Chartiers Valley, who has yet to win a game, thirty-three sixteen. So you may be thinking, okay, easy win for Central Valley. Blackhawks' best win, though, came against Mars, uh, 15-14. It's the only loss that Mars has had this season. Um, However, let's look at Central Valley. In my opinion, Central Valley may have the best offense in 4A and one of the best offenses in the WPIAL. Um, Someone that I've been meaning to talk about around – um, the show, Brett Fitzsimmons, the brother of Sean Fitzsimmons, the reigning WPIO Player of the Year um, by many classifications. Um, Brett Fitzsimmons, 769 yards on 45 carries and has averaged 17 yards a carry on the season. Um, and I think this is the most stunning part of um, Fitzsimmons stat line. He's averaging a touchdown every three carries. The question was coming into the season was how is Central Valley going to replace Landon Alexander? Because we all know Landon Alexander is a great talent. He's the best running back in Central Valley history. The numbers prove that. Um, I'd say they're holding up pretty well. And Brett Fitzsimmons, he's someone that got some carries the last couple of years. Now it's his time to shine. And Fitzsimmons has taken the ball, literally, and ran with it. His best performance coming against Avonworth, where he rushed for 209 and scored four touchdowns, including a highlight reel touchdown um, in his final score of the game. Not to mention Javen Thompson, one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the Parkway Conference. Antoine Johnson, um, 513 yards passing on the season. Central Valley is averaging nearly 10 yards a play. Um, so Blackhawks defense, yeah, they've been pretty good holding the last few opponents to just two scores, um, or at least two touchdowns. CV got a field goal as well, but I think Central Valley offensive firepower is going to be too much, and the Warriors win um, convincingly. Depends on what you define convincingly. I don't think it's going to be 50 points, but I think it's going to be in that 28 to 35 point ballpark. Our Class 4A overall game of the week comes from the Greater Allegheny Conference. The Highlands Golden Rams, they're 5-0 to start the season, hosting the Mars Planets. Highlands coming off of a 31-0 win over Indiana. Mars, as we mentioned in the teams of the week, um, destroying Moon 51-7. This is going to be a tough one. Um, everyone coming into the season thought that Armstrong was the clear-cut favorite in the Greater Allegheny Conference, but Highlands has emerged as a sleeper pick, and they're undefeated to start the season. In fact, they're the only undefeated team remaining in the Greater Allegheny Conference. The only 4A teams that are undefeated uh, through Week 5 coming into week five, I should say, Central Valley, Aliquippa, McKeesport, and Highlands. Highlands has, um, when you when you look at those four teams, 
on paper you'd think Highlands is the weakest, but Highlands has the their signature win came against North Catholic, beating them seventeen to seven. And Highlands is just on the outside looking in at the top five in class four A. Mars is having a bounce back season with new head coach Eric Kasparovich. Um a lot of young guys, a lot of new guys contributing on all sides of the bar of the ball, I should say. Luke Bambalski for Highlands has been very good, 624 yards rushing. Chandler Timmons has been a very good dual threat quarterback, uh, running for 271, throwing for 401. And for Mars, um, the buck stops with Eric Kasparovich, 581 passing, 185 yards rushing. He has six touchdowns, six interceptions. Um, but also the other workhorse, Evan Wright, who doesn't get nearly the amount of attention that he deserves. Um, Wright has been very good running the rock for Mars. Um, so with that said, this is, again, going to be one of those come-down-to-the-wire games. Ultimately, though, Highlands has the edge, in my opinion, and it, the Golden Rams will get the win, um, at least from what I've seen. Thomas Jefferson at Laurel Highlands is your Big 7 game of the week. And I think this comes as not really much of a surprise. TJ, uh, historically one of, if not the most successful team of the 21st century. Thomas Jefferson is almost like the New England Patriots of WPIAL football. Yeah, they haven't had the success um, last year and this year, it hasn't been quite as dominant. TJ is 3-2, and two, uh, losing to Bell Vernon last week, 21-7 at home. Laurel Highlands coming off of a close win against Latrobe, 10-7. Um, Laurel Highlands is another team to watch out for in the Big 7 Conference. Um, if there's any year that LH is going to get over the hump and beat TJ, is this year. Um, and... Who, and now the question is, who wins? Well, it's going to be a one-possession game, possibly overtime, but I'm sticking with Thomas Jefferson in this one. Uh, I'm going to go with 28-24. Class 5A games of the week. Firstly, the Northeast Conference. Shaler travels to Woodland Hills, a pair of 3-2 and two teams. Shaler coming off of a dramatic uh, overtime win over Franklin Regional, 42-41. to um, Woodland Hills, on the other hand, 3-2, and two, thumped Norwin last week, 25-0. The defense has been very good after relying 48 to Penn Trafford, shutting out North Hills and Norwin. The offense hasn't had the same numbers, um, at least in terms of dominance, but the defense has carried the load for the Wolverines, um, and they're going to need that against a pretty high-powered Shaler attack. Um, they can get it done on the ground with Luke Signetti, uh, who's rushed for 727, and they can get it done through the air as well with Keegan Smetanka. He's thrown for 1,037 yards. Joe DeSabato, 30 catches, 378 yards. Caden Orga, Brandon London also top targets for Smetanka. Um, and Woodland Hills, at least offensively, uh, leading rusher Frank Keys, but 244 yards. And Cam Walters thrown for 336 yards, three touchdowns, but has thrown six interceptions as he split time a little bit with Austin Wells um, to begin the season. So in this game, uh, it's at the Wolverina, so that could be an advantage for Woodland Hills. But 
Shaler, I think, gets its signature win of the season to date and beats Woodland Hills at the Wolverina. Big East Conference Game of the Week. Gateway travels to Hempfield. It's our Class 5A Game of the Week overall as well. Hempfield, the surprise team of the WPIAL. Um, the offense has been stupendous. Gateway, um, they were my pick to win 4A coming into this or 5A coming into the season. And um, so far, the numbers have been not quite to what you would expect from a team that with the amount of talent Gateway has had. Um, hasn't eclipsed more than 28 points. They got the 28 last week against Plum, but almost squandered that lead to the Mustangs, only eking out a two-point win over Plum, 28-26. Um, now, Hempfield dominated the first four weeks of play and then got that come-from-behind win against Penn Trafford. Um, Hempfield, Cinderella story. Will the clock strike midnight, though, on the undefeated season? My answer is no. Hempfield is my pick against Gateway, if you ask me. And our Allegheny Six Conference game of the week, well, they, you got two games. Both of them, I think, are blowouts. South Fayette hosting Moon and Peters Township hosting Baldwin. I went with Peters Township and Baldwin. Um, Baldwin 1-4, but a competitive 1-4, despite winning Week 0 against Brashear, 47-17. Last couple of weeks, though, hasn't been the same success, being outscored 89-14 against North Allegheny and Bethel Park. Peters Township, I think, gets back on track pretty easily and handles Baldwin tonight. In our Class 6A Game of the Week, Central Catholic travels to Cannon-McMillan. This is the sleeper match in the WPIAL. Um, Cannon Mac has their two and three coming off of the 21 17 win over South Fayette. I got the seed at game, as I mentioned on Tuesday. Um, and, uh, the offense is very balanced. Jake Casper provides, um, a consistent backup plan. I would say if the passing game doesn't go to plan and, uh, central Catholic lost the last two weeks, Mount Lebanon, North Allegheny. And I mentioned Central Catholic is on the outside looking in, which is hard to fathom coming into the season. Um, It's pretty much must-win territory for Central Catholic if it wants to get into the 6A playoffs. And it's hard to say because we all know how good Central Catholic has been. Um, But two conference games left for PCC. Canamac tonight, Seneca Valley in Week 8. Um, this game, I think, is more about Central Catholic being in desperation mode than Cannon Mac. Um, and when I say desperation mode, I mean trying to get that first win in conference play. They're the only team in Class 6A to not have a conference win. NA is 2-0, Seneca, Cannon Mac, Mount Lebo, 1-1. Um, so a loss to Cannon Mac pretty much all but eliminates Central Catholic from playoff contention. So um, in this one, uh, it's it's going to be another close one. But I think Central Catholic has the pedigree. They've had Canamac's number in the last few years, and I think Central Catholic gets the win on the road. 
That'll do it for this Week 5 preview edition of the Whippy Whip Around on Pittsburgh Sports Now. Thank you so much for joining me. You can follow me, Brandon Rossi, on Twitter at Ross, two underscores, E-Y-E. And also don't forget to follow Pittsburgh Sports Now on Twitter at PGH Sports Now. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'll see you on Tuesday.